This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! Is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of The Podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by poppyapparel.com. If you are a female listener, or even if you're a male and you want to buy something nice for a female friend, for your spouse, for your girlfriend, for your daughter, for your cousin, for your aunt, for your wife. Did I say wife? I don't know. But anyways, you get the hint. Go to poppyapparel.com and use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D and you'll get 10% off your next shipment. It's women's clothing apparel, accessories, etc., etc. Fall season's coming right around the corner. I don't see no more hot days, especially here in Canada, above 30 degrees. So, you know what? Might as well get a nice fucking wardrobe, right? So, go to poppyapparel.com, buy yourself something nice, help them out, help me out, free shipping worldwide. And if you want to keep helping me out, go to wehavemerch.com and support me directly by purchasing the podcast coffee mug or the podcast women's tees and men's tees all available in either black or white. And if you like to listen to internet radio or terrestrial radio, go to EMZT Radio and listen to the podcast every Sunday. They have a podcast block in between the times of about 1 and 6. And I'm usually on around 3 or 4. So you can listen to me there. And obviously, you can listen to me on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and I am a part of the Pod Bros Network. So go to podbros.com. You can listen to the show there as well. And you can listen to other shows that are part of the network. So if you support me, support them. And if you like to shop on Amazon, because if you're shopping at Poppy Apparel and you're shopping at We Have Merch, obviously you must be shopping at Amazon, of course, right? So instead of going to Amazon directly, go to podbros.com, hit on their Amazon banner. It takes literally two seconds, no charge to you. And it helps out the Pod Bros Network, which helps me out. And if you want to follow me on social media, it is Finga Styles on Instagram and Twitter, or the podcast DAP on Twitter. And obviously, contact me via email if you'd like, or send inquiries, or questions, or anything else, or even rants, or if you just want to bitch at me and say the show sucks, 
send me an email, thepodcastdap at gmail.com. So, this week's guest is a film director, executive producer, singer, songwriter, composer, model, screenwriter, animator, journalist, and podcaster. You could find her work on platforms such as Amazon Prime, Spotify, and iTunes. She is the very talented Nicole Russin McFarland. Can I clap for myself? I don't really know. I don't have a live audience, so... Don't worry. I wish I had a live audience. Uh, I know. Well, this isn't a radio show, Russ. I would have piped it in with the soundboard, but that that's kind of corny, so I don't do that stuff. So just it think, is really corny. Just think in your head, but, yes, there are yeah. people on the other end applauding and saying, oh, oh, my God, yes, she's on the show. Finally, I get to hear her. Or else they say, like, that girl looks a lot like my granddaughter, <laughs> which okay. is what I always get. Oh, people you think I look like their granddaughter. Oh, you got one of those looks. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get. I, re, I get recognized every day I leave home, regardless of where I am, but as nice. people's grandchildren. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> well, it's preparing you for when you do, not to say that you haven't made it big now, but I'm saying like the next it, no, level no, of stardom, think right? I look like whoever went to college with them and then, or, or sometimes uh, grandchildren. And I've met some famous people and they tell me like, I get all the time. <laughs> Similar things getting asked about. You look like someone's grandson. People tell me, and they, they don't realize that a well-known actor or director is in front of them. They just think that guy looks like their grandson. Well, you know what? You're, you're better off because when I go out, and this is always happens when I go to a supermarket or go to a grocery store or, or any type of department store. When I go out with my wife, everyone for some odd reason thinks that I'm working while I'm there shopping. Other day, I was. Uh, do you have Home Depot in Canada? You, I think yes, you do. we do. Yeah, we okay. do. Okay. The other day, I was, and I'm not sure if you're too familiar with the. It, it's more an American thing. Okay. Than Canadian, but sure. there's a severe accent called vocal fry. Okay, never heard of that. And, and and it's like how the Kardashians speak. Oh, okay. So okay, so and and it's not a natural speaking accent. Right. It's not whatsoever. Of course. It's like an I like so the, the, these. <laughs> There's a girl shopping with her roommate of sorts, and I think they were sorority sisters or something. Right. And they spoke to me, even though I was wearing a normal outfit and I had a, you know, like a, a normal look. Right. Uh, they they were handing me stuff like I was working at Home Depot. How, how, how does that make <laughs> you feel? It's really bizarre. It is, because to me, they actually come up, to, and usually it's the older women. I don't know why. And when I mean older, speaking of grandchildren, this is the grand, the grandparents. They usually come up to me. Oh, excuse me. Do you know where I could find so and so? Do you know? Can you help me with this? And I just, I'm just so sick of it now. Where I, now I just give this staring, I want to kill you look because again, they don't know the backstory, obviously. But I feel sorry I for them. I did that to those sorority girls. Uh, okay, in that case, sure. But imagine a like an 80 year old woman <laughs> oh, no, who's no, asking a question, and I'm giving her like this death stare, like she's trying to take my firstborn or something. <laughs> No, they asked me to date their grandsons. Oh, my, there you go. Nice I, they don't know me. They just tell me to date their grandsons. Okay, one thing I noticed. You went to the University of Texas, and you graduated at 19. Yeah. And school wasn't your thing, apparently. How come? No. What, what was wrong I with didn't school? Feel a need to, I didn't feel like I was learning that much that was valuable to me. And, and in oh. fact, in many of my classes, I wasn't learning at all. I can tell oh, you wow. which classes, and they were... I could probably count on one hand the number of classes I actually learned something in. But, I'm not talking about whether I used it or right. I don't use it. I'm just talking about learning anything. 
I oh, barely wow. learned at college. Most of my teachers were gone. They were kind of like, um, I, I wouldn't say celebrities like Clooney, but they were celebrity teachers. Okay. So you, I always had these teachers who were never there, and they made master students teach the classes. So oh, wow. a lot of times you weren't getting a good deal, and you're um, just frustrated. And, and I, I always just liked school to begin with. I never went to a regular high school situation. Oh, so I that see. was... Um, you know, like I, I just was, I was not into it, but at least at my high school teachers made an effort. When I got to college, I, right. and I was finishing up college. Uh, I was really startled by the fact that nobody was teaching. Oh, wow. It's a bizarre phenomenon. That's crazy. Yeah. I, well, you grew up, I would assume in Chicago, you were born and raised there, correct? Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. did you go to high school in Chicago or was it always school uh, in Texas? Well, what I did is I, I did like a part-time community college thing okay. and my dad was working in downstate Illinois so uh, during weekdays. So my dad, I had a community college in downstate Illinois, right. but a lot of it I didn't go in person. Uh, some of it I did, but like, so, and some of it was just really weird. Like one of the times I had a teacher mm-hmm. Who did a satellite speech class, which is so ironic. Wow. If you think about it, how right. do you give a speech on a satellite feed? Well, like through a satellite feed. So there was a point when I went to a classroom <laughs> with some students and we met three times or four times, I think. I think three and a half. I, I don't entirely remember. Wow. Uh, and we, we gave speeches on a satellite feed and the rest of it was some kind of test taking multiple choice questions and stuff like that. It was bizarre. I had a whole bunch of those bizarre things, but I wouldn't trade it for a normal classroom experience because I hated normal classrooms. It was all about, you know, like the the grind of Mm -hmm. going to school and I I didn't see the value of it. And when I was 15, I I can blame Justin Timberlake for this. Okay. I went, I'm a huge fan of Justin Timberlake and not in a way like I have a crush on him. It's a, in an admiration way. Okay, okay. Meaning, like, I, if I could trade places with him and be him for a day, I would love it. That okay. kind of admiration. Sure. Because I see, you know, like, he was always a young person wanting to do things that I wanted to do. And he and Pharrell Williams and all these people of the time period were wanting to do whatever I wanted to do when I was 14, 15. Right. So uh, when I was 15, I went to the VMAs, um, and, and I was not invited or anything. And I found it. That was kind of like the beginning okay. uh, of me going out to stuff. Right. And I, I put on an outfit I gathered from very close to the VMAs at the time. It was um, Express with Saks Fifth Avenue together. And I, I dressed like the girls on TV with low-rise jeans. And um, nice. it was a lace top with a sort of uh, blazery thing on top like i want right. to i don't remember the blazer exactly okay and i wore some shoes and i remember going it was very comical because this was two years after j-lo and i remember okay. um it, it was comically uh running in my head now that i think about it but i asked a lady at Saks, like do you have the j-lo dress from two years ago and she said no that was two years ago and that was versace i know what you're talking about but we can find something for you right. and she didn't question like what, whether i was a little young for that <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was really young, to, and I should not have worn that. But I did wear yeah. low-rise jeans. I still have the jeans I wore, by wow. the way. And after that, about a month later, I wanted to quit regular school. I'm, oh. I said, I, I'm done. I know where I belong. I belong with those people. I don't belong here. So oh. I went through all kinds of hoops and hurdles to get out of school. And uh, also, I have diabetes, so that's not something I'm making up. Mm-hmm. It, um, stress takes a toll on diabetes. Oh, wow. So it was actually in my favor 
this is one time that getting sick easily can be my favorite because I can get sick with stress and that sort of thing. And I'm not right. making that up. Like, right. say the bad kind of stress that goes with school and then the bad hours. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with school, like, uh, the stuff that you need for diabetes, you can't do that during school. Like, I drink a ton of water all okay. day long. Right. And I had teachers telling me, oh, you can't do that. And college is fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in high school, you can't drink a ton of water or have a bathroom break or, you know, That's you feel true. a little sick. You need some crackers or whatever. Yeah. Um, you, they don't allot time for that. So the, I, I fought with people. My principal had diabetes by coincidence. He mm. was in a wheelchair oh, wow. and he had diabetes and he okay. lost two legs to diabetes like one year and then the next year. Oh, shit. So he completely understood. He argued my case. and He was so nice. I thank him forever and ever and ever because he <laughs> helped change my life in some way he did. Right. And, uh, you know, that's how it happens. So, I, mean, I don't want to keep talking about it, but, you know. <laughs> don't worry. Like, I... Long explanation. I feel your pain because I was pretty yeah. much the same way where to me school, it was boring. Like it, it didn't uh, stimulate me where I wanted to be something or I had a career. I had, I, like I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I don't think just reading books would have done for me. And plus, mind you, I found it very easy that where I barely studied or did any homework, but I still passed with like 70s and 80s. So it was That's like, what everybody at my school did. We didn't see a point. And then one of the see? gimmicks is you sit by the people who study all the time again, yeah. pluses or 5.0 averages. And then you sit by them and then they have the previous night spent all night studying. So yeah, then when you sit by them and you listen to everything they say, you basically at least get a C minus on a test minimum because you're just kind of listening to what they're saying. Yeah, that's true. They, oh. they have all the main points. All yeah, the jocks at my school told me <laughs> sit by the smart kids. And you can sit with us. All the guys, you know, like who did swim club and all those right. things. And you have to have certain grades or you get kicked off to, yeah. uh, basically the squad or the yep. team. Or I, I count cheerleaders in too because cheerleaders are jocks and, and <laughs> they would get kicked off the squad yeah. if they were not getting a certain whatever GPA. Yeah, exactly. So these girls who were like athlete girls, the cheerleaders would come and they would, I was friends with some of them. And then we would sit by the smart kids and then we would also do that with guys and we'd sit by all the smart kids who studied all night before and it worked. Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So speaking of journalism, is that how you, you said the VMAs earlier? So was that your first actual start in the entertainment business? No, I just went as basically a society girl. Oh, I, mean, I, I thought you went there as an interviewer. Girl, okay. But like, you know, I mean, I wasn't there for any purpose. So that's right. basically what it was. Oh, I see. So I just went to go. So what was your first, <laughs> I, yeah. I guess, big break, as they say? I never, I haven't had a big break yet. Oh. What, I don't really think you have a well, big break until you have, like, you open a movie in theaters or, okay. you know, like you're on the cover of Vogue, possibly. That, to me, would be a big break. But the majority of people pursuing goals haven't had a big break yet. They might have had something happen, but there's no true one big break. Well, okay. Well, that's what I mean. I don't mean big break as if like superstardom break. I mean, like yeah. what was the thing that got, what was the first step that got you through the door? I guess that would be a better question. I, uh, in terms of what, like music, journalism, music, journalism, journalism, podcasting, acting, screenwriting. What was your first major accomplishment that's under your belt? Oh, well, I guess journalism, because I did, a lot of journalism when I was a teenager is from going out to stuff and then meeting people. And sometimes I didn't always get to fully, I would get the person to agree to an interview, but then their publicist would say, well, this person doesn't have time. I don't know why he told you that. And, uh, I don't know right. why she told you that, but, and then, you know, like publicists try to over talk people and they deem you not famous enough 
uh, that was uh, probably part of the problem. But yeah, I did a lot of journalism. I wrote for the New York Daily News as a freelancer for very little pay. It wasn't awesome pay. Right. Uh, I've done a lot of journalism. I mean, a lot of print journalism. I don't, and not like those people who, you know, you see bloggers online where they say, she has written for here, here, and here, and it's basically one article. I have had, like, thousands of articles. And some of them were attributed to my name. Some were under pen names. Some were under my name, Nicole Russin, Nicole Russin McFarlane, whatever. Right. But I've, I've done this so often that I'm kind of, like, by now, used to it. <laughs> Okay, so uh, and I still do it because people always tell me it's important to have something that has nothing to do with what one does or does not look like. Right. Because a lot of times people will have a side uh, job for whatever reasons, be mm-hmm. it income or just having a professional job that is related to what they look like, like Instagram model and that sort of thing. Right. And I don't do that. I have a, a side profession that is very often something you don't see any part of me in. And I think that's very important to have that. Um, where your looks are not important. Right. And I'm course. not talking about like me being beautiful or not pretty or, or either way. I'm just saying that because the majority of female occupations out there available are dedicated to what someone does or does not look like. And I think that's wrong. And I, I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing something that proves to people I have more going on. Well, of and course. trying to aspire to something else. Yeah, talent is talent, regardless of sh- shape, size, or whatever. It, yeah, or age, basically. I guess, right? It doesn't matter to me. I'm the same way, too. It doesn't matter. Talent is talent. So what got you into, I guess, into film? Because um, I know oh, you're... I just started making my own movies because oh. nobody would hire me. Oh, wow. So you just did your, your own shit on the side and said, you know what? Screw everybody else. I'm going to start my own shit. In, in a more polite phrasing, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like... The funny thing about me is I I can bust out a rap. Oh, wow. You know, okay. like, I, or, you know, like, bust out saying or whatever and have, like, bleep, 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 all kinds of bad lyrics and, like, yeah. release my energy. But, the, like, when you meet me <laughs> one-on-one, I don't even, like, curse much. I don't, oh, I'm wow. so, uh, <laughs> like, old-fashioned in a way. Okay. And I guess I'm, like, the nice, cheesy, I, I don't really know how to just hello kitty that's me i'm hello <laughs> kitty so i probably would have had that sentiment but said it in a lot nicer way i probably would have like oh no what am i you know my hello kitty voice what am i doing i i know he's hiring me this is so depressing and then you know uh, i don't actually talk like that that's me being right. hello kitty but <laughs> stupid but you know what i mean that's how i really am i'm just, like so cheesy that's why I'm so much into Disney and Pixar and all that kind of stuff. I'm just like a total cheese ball. And there's no other venue for me to do that. And same with film composing. I always wanted to be a film composer and nobody hired me. So mm-hmm. the solution was make my own movies, cast myself as the composer and solve the problem. So you do it all from, from top to bottom yeah. in, in a film. Like I just mentioned off, obviously, like you direct, you produce, you songwrite, you screenwrite, you even animate. How, how do you like animating? How do you find uh, that you would do it in that field? It takes a long time to develop your style. So it's something that it's not instant. And also because I came from not knowing it and being familiar with it, that I wasn't somebody who just sat down and said, oh, I know what to do. It took me a long time of messing up and not knowing what I was doing and, and trying to develop things that I like, like glitter, rainbows. And this is not at all how I dress or act or anything. But for some reason, when I animate... It's like the innermost young person who is forever seven years old and loves glitter comes out. And, right. and that shows in 
animation and, and I also like color and black and white as a contrast. So I try to speak a lot through color. I try to have nice. first off, you know, if I wanted to, mm-hmm. I don't have all day to sit here and make a Pixar movie that's going to be both 3D animated characters. Right. I know people who do that, but the people who do that have teams behind them and yep. they have crews of animators and I don't have crews of animators. Mm-hmm. So I do everything myself and it's just going to be 2D with elements of kind of simulated 3D. It's not quite 3D. It's just layers of 2D that make it look 3D. Uh, okay. and, and so I just do that because it's something that, uh, Nobody can teach you. You just have to sit down and learn your style. And if you don't like it, that's okay because you can work on your style of course. and find it. Now, in terms of music and all that stuff, I pretty much have done music forever. And I can tell you in, in an instant, you know, I like chromatics. I like this. I like minor keys. I'm really depressing. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's so weird. Like I said, that's, it doesn't reflect who I really am because I'm very cheesy and very Hello Kitty and silly and nice and all about old-fashioned morals. And right. Because I am, I'm, I might pretend to be cool many times, <laughs> and as much as I might say bad words on a song once in yeah. a while or, or sing along to a radio, mm-hmm. I am still a person from Chicago who was raised well and is not going to be having a street fist fight with a bunch of girls and that sort of thing and you can't fake who you are so rather than faking who i am and pretending to fit in and i talk about all this on my website for young people right rather than me pretending to fit in and being whatever is marketable i'm just trying to be marketable as myself and i think i can do it and the reason i say is i think it is possible is because clearly people have taken an interest in my animation Mm -hmm. in my film composing and all that stuff and then the other point i would like to express is that although it's a kind of new phenomenon to people that somebody would do music and filmmaking, right. in the olden days, you did not have a choice. If you wanted to have a stage play or a very big night at the opera, mm-hmm. it, it's too bad for you. Because if you didn't know how to write the music, you wouldn't write it. Oh. Now, there are exceptions like Shakespeare. But most of the people are people in history who are historically... That's redundant to historically, but I have to express that point so much. Right. Historically, composers who wrote for the stage versus, you know, stage people who handed out the music to somebody. And so while people might say that's new and, and we've never heard of that, it's more mm-hmm. like for basically the last century, Hollywood didn't follow that pattern, but that's the way things were. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, to... To be, I guess, the yin to the yang. See, I talk, I guess people would say, I curse a lot, right? But again, I'm the same thing with you. I grew up in an old-fashioned Portuguese home with morals. Mm -hmm. I was a Catholic boy. I went to church every Sunday, everything. But on the flip side, I didn't grow up in the best neighborhood. So it's almost as if I am a product of where I was growing up. But at the same time, I still have the core of being good, right? A lot of people I meet are from bad neighborhoods. Right. Illinois or other or New York uh-huh. and they are the, the people like if you would meet them you would think that they came from fine money oh, because wow. they have so many manners they're people who speak like dictionaries uh-huh. and they are people you would never know are from a bad part of town right and many times the people you meet who do have money speak like the people who 
for some reason, people think are thugs. Right, and then right. those are the people who are loaded with money. That's the way life goes. See, but do you consider a person who curses a lot not having manners? Because I still say, please, thank you. I hold doors open. Like, I do all those other <laughs> stuff. I just slip well, in the occasional. You know I what I mean? Your mama would walk, take you and say, like, you know, you're a nice young fellow, but here's some soap. When you get off your radio show, here's some soap. See, but here's the <laughs> thing. Know? Here's the thing, though. When I was growing up with my mom, she's, she's already gone and passed. But when I was growing up with okay. her, I never made a point to swear at her. But I mm-hmm. swore in context of like saying I was on the phone or if I stubbed my toe, I'd say shit or something like, you know, in that context. Mm-hmm. But I'd never well, tell you know her something? to I, F I off or anything. I will never pass judgment on anyone. But my great uncle, if he were alive, and I've had several amazing great uncles, but this particular right. one I'm thinking of uh-huh. would say like to you right now, speak English or, or like whatever. He spoke more than one language. So okay. if say that you were speaking like uh, Spanish or German or whatever, sure. then he would tell to you tell you in, in whatever language it is, speak German or whatever. He would yeah. t- correct you and say, that's not English or, or that's not Spanish. And, and uh, you know, it's funny. He did speak Portuguese, by the way, um, because there was a time period when he <laughs> lived in Brazil when he was okay. a young man. Right. And he was working at a company and they positioned him in Brazil. But anyway, uh, that would be his rule. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just saying that, Regardless of financial status, the oh, old course. Midwestern values are, I mean, they're not even like, I mean, to put it in a better perspective, I say values meaning like the era of Al Capone representing the Midwest really beautifully. Mm-hmm. Because although people were robbing you and stealing and all the stuff was going on, Al Capone was still a member of the community. Right. and. He was very pleasant and uh, my great grandpa met Al Capone. And I didn't hear that story from him because he was oh, dead. Wow. But my great uncle told me, he said, like, you, you know, do you know your great grandpa met Al right. Capone? And he said he was so nice. And he was like, this, this, this. And that's how life was in New York and old Chicago. Like, mm. although people were really bad and doing bad things, right. there was just a, such a pleasant demeanor to it. And that's kind of missing in, in some parts of America, I guess you could say. Right. That, um, that's kind of what I'm getting at. And there's a certain way people dress and a certain thing to it that like, if I meet somebody, I know I say, Oh, that girl's from St. Louis or that girl's from New York. And whereas, you know, if I see someone, I say, Oh, that girl's from South Florida. And I know Mm -hmm. it because her clothes are like (laughs) that, you know, there's a way to dress and do your makeup and, or not wear makeup and all kinds of stuff that goes along with the region. And it's something that's very beautiful and I'm very proud of. And I, I don't know. I just love the Midwest. (laughs) <laughs> I love New York, although I'm not from New York. My right. grandpa was always going to New York when I was younger. And then when I was, I mean, when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And then when I was younger, like when I was 14 onwards, I would go to New York. But although I don't want to, I'm not those people who pretend they're from another part of the country. I'm right. from the Midwest, clearly. Well, and I, I just love so much of the culture and the values and the cooking and all that stuff. And I, I hope that when people meet me, that they get that sense of me. Well, that's a, you, all you got to do is put your best foot forward and what you are is what you are and not be something that you're not, like you said before, right? Yeah, because if that's what gets you in trouble is if you pretend to be uh, cool and whatever cool is. And, and regardless of whether you are cool or not, if, if you are at the moment, there will be a time when you are not. Of because course. that's come and go. Time passes, yep. Yeah. 
It's so true. Okay, so you touched on you're a big Disney and Pixar movie fan. What's mm-hmm. your favorite of all time? I don't have a favorite oh. of, of Pixar or DreamWorks Animation or any of those things. The problem with me and directors okay. in, in, in filmmaking is I have too many favorites and I will watch them all. Oh, And I'm not okay. just trying to play favorites or anything. Right, right, right. And I would be lying if I said that um, Hail Simma, you know, uh, Hans Simmer did not, um, that's Mr. Simmer in German, by the way. Uh, okay. He did not in, kind of play an unintentional role in what I am doing now, not because I was a big fan of his or anything, although I am, mm-hmm. but because so much of my homework, when I would look at homework, and including my very first field trip was a field trip where we went and the orchestra played The Lion King, and it was right. kind of my first concert. Um, and they play the orchestra passages from the Lion King. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you see John on your homework and you, you play flute and all of the names are John Williams, Hans Zimmer, mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer. And it's like yep. re- repetition nonstop. And in between the classical pieces, you have so much Disney. And when it's not Disney, it's the instrumental part. It's the, um, basically the vault of Mr. Simmer, Simmer. And it's like... You know, it, it's unintentional. I never set out, like, I'm going to be like him. Mm-hmm. But I think my teachers made sure I was. <laughs> so, and then, uh, yeah, that's stuff like that. So I am a big fan of all of the elements of Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks Animation, Illumination now with Minions. Yeah, with all those. Despicable Me. So you don't really have one influence then. It, it, to you, it's just no. like a bunch of here and there and whatever you picked up over the years, right? The Disney Vault. No, no, I wouldn't say it's here and there. Oh, okay. The homework my teachers gave me. Oh, I <laughs> see. Private okay. teachers and and my music classes at school. Okay, but you're also into sci-fi. Yeah. And one of your favorites is Aliens, the Alien series. Yeah, I love Alien. Yeah. I, I love all of that stuff. I liked... Uh, anything where it was well I like the genre but I also like seeing female action characters I like in Terminator when you see the girl okay. or anything any moment there's a girl and it's fun to play because this is what I always tell people the reason mm-hmm. people don't include more female characters and I'm not saying I'm the person who's most critical of stuffing female characters for the sake of it I want okay. people to know that but the reason I am so passionate about that is because I always say that people, the reason more movies are not made where there are female characters is because people assume, because nobody watches them, who's an adult, that mm. who is within that fan base for the most part, because women see rom-coms, right. that little kids are not going to want to grow up to be the people in Star Wars, mm. Terminator, Alien, uh, Avatar, all those movies. Right. And uh, it's it's very difficult to find and pinpoint female characters who are not for the sake of hooking up mm-hmm. so or you know you could look at it like princess leia yeah they're just for a sweet hookup yeah. i mean that's not the way they would phrase it for a children's movie mm-hmm. but that's her purpose as a character right. and even now she's basically there just because she's there <laughs> there's no point to her yeah. in the series it's true now some people might argue with me oh no she's a princess all that but I think it's important to have butt-kicking characters, and that's what I always liked about the Alien series, or, you know, just anything. Um, I wish they always had a movie like Gladiator with a girl. Mm. And I know that may not have been true to the time, but surely in the time period there was a girl Gladiator. Because when you're a little kid, you like to play with, um, you know, like your fellow girls and boys on the playground or your daycare. 
And and I'm a little bit raspy today. Sorry, I've been like talking a lot all morning. <laughs> okay, so like if I sound like an old toad, that's why. I've been talking since eight a.m. No <laughs> worries. Talk. This is what this is. It's people listening us to us talk. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've been talking to like actors and people and telling them like ger- German and English lines and talking to a guy in Germany on <laughs> um, like over text. Right. Can, can you help me? Should I pinpoint? Is this exactly how we should say it and that sort of thing? But anyway, wait, I think it's important that kids see examples of strong women and not just strong women like historical figures mm-hmm. and the, the, the stereotypes, but, you know, women who fight aliens, right. women who fight uh, whatever it is, monsters, mm-hmm. all those things. And I, I, I like that they spoke to me a lot more because I hate Nancy Meyers movies. I'm sorry if you like them. I hate a lot of the movies, Meg Ryan type stuff so that's thrown to me right. and it doesn't speak to me. So I, I like musicals. I like science fiction. I like animation and some historical okay. dramas. I like, um, I, oh, oh, and I, I love anytime there's a foreign character like Christoph Waltz mm. um, or any of those people where you see like realism because of, I, I hate that whole setup. Like it's, and and I, you know, why I'm I'm a, a girl of different backgrounds who's super pale and has like auburn hair. Don't get me wrong, but right. I think it's bizarre to have like a bunch of white people in a living room like friends, and they just do like cliches of white people things, and it's bizarre. So I don't like to right. watch any of that, <laughs> you know, or rom coms. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't worry. I'm the same way. I'm into sci-fi and the same thing that you're pretty much into. But going back to the aliens. Do you consider, do you like them all, or are you just a fan of the first three? No, like, I like the vintage aliens. Okay, so yeah, the first... I, I don't I yeah. don't like the, the... I mean, I feel bad saying I dislike all of them, because I know that I've met special effects people, and yeah, but it's not I know fault. the work that goes into them, yeah. and I feel so immoral and, and mean <laughs> saying I don't like certain movies, because I like certain, like... There are certain movies I like the effects, but I don't like the movie. Right. If that makes sense. No, of course. So it I, does. I have admiration for the people who work on them, but I don't like the, the the plots or the scripts. Yeah, well, that's I think what it was. Well, the last one, Covenant, wasn't too bad, but the Prometheus one, I wasn't a big a fan of that one because it just took it right out of the series. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I I didn't really. I have that. I bought that long time ago without watching it and then when i watched it i said why did i buy that <laughs> yeah ex- exactly it's one of those okay w- w- what about tv are you into tv or is it just movies no. and no movies. tv <laughs> oh that's it so you don't watch anything on tv then no not even netflix nothing youtube anything well, I watch netflix but i use it to watch movies oh yeah okay i got there, you however i will say this i liked because strictly for the reason that a part of me always relates to them i like okay. series uh CW series that come and go like Dynasty. Right. I have seen that a little bit. Okay. And then I really, re- the one I really relate to because I have kind of lived that is Gossip Girl. <laughs> oh. And, and Beverly Hills 90210, the remake of it right. where it has Annalyn McCord and all those people. And I, the, the only reason I watch it, frankly, is because I relate to that. You know, so the, the thrill yeah. of being a young person going out to big world stuff and you're not important you're not an actress you're not anybody really but you're just a high school age person or college age person who's mingling with fellow young people and going out to stuff never in a million years call myself a society girl but for the sake that you know there are so many 
bad things going on in the world now and there are lots right. of women on instagram doing bad things that are more than like instagram modeling mm-hmm. quote-unquote illegal activity yeah. um, i have to clarify no 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 i was just a cheesy girl just going out to events <laughs> i'm cheesy and and that's why i would rather have the, the label of society girl even though it makes me feel like oh, a little than uh having the label of some of the other things that could be there okay um, well speaking of cheesy I yeah, found <laughs> that one of your favorite foods is a grilled cheese sandwich. Yes. It's <laughs> from Bruchon Bakery, no doubt. Okay, I was uh, going to ask, is it a yeah, special? Like... My, I have. I love Thomas Keller. He's one of my career role models. I have a bunch of them, but, you know, like on the non-film side, I love chefs and celebrity chefs. So he's okay. one of my favorite celebrity chefs. And anytime, and I've been a fan of his since long before people knew who he was. Oh, there you go. Like, I was in college when yeah. I became a fan of Thomas Keller. Oh, wow. And yeah. I've been obsessed with his cooking. And, like, I'll, I'll put all these memes and stuff online. Right. That I, and not only for him, but for other people. And I, like, I have tagged his restaurants. And his staff just thinks it's funny. But, you know, like, have you ever seen the evil Kermit meme? Ah, mm, uh, no. No, not evil Kermit. Okay, evil, evil Kermit is, like... It's it's funny because I'm talking about animation. It's from the Muppets. Well, of course, yeah. So Kermit, it's it's yeah. the Muppets. There's a, a movie where Kermit has an evil twin, right? With a mole, and and he goes to prison in Russia. Okay, you, you can watch it. So anyway, it's it, somebody took the the footage from that and turned right. it into a good and a bad, like a good angel, bad angel. Oh, thing. I see. Okay. So so like the, it starts out. You tell a joke, mm-hmm. and it's like. Um, one of the things I sent to Thomas Keller and his staff and, and all the people, and they told me in person, they just thought it was hysterical right. when they showed it to them. They were like laughing really hard is, um, like I put a thing about Kermit, the good Kermit saying, um, well, I can't eat sweets because they have diabetes. And then the bad Kermit was saying, but you could eat that grilled cheese. And when you're done, you could have all the dessert and just lay in bed tomorrow because it's Bichon Bakery. And it was so wow. dumb, but they just thought it was funny. <laughs> or else, yeah, I mean, it's you can Google evil Kermit and, it'll come and up. make okay. one of those memes. So now the important <laughs> question is, do you have it with ketchup or without ketchup? No, no, people don't put ketchup on grilled cheese. <laughs> okay, well, maybe it's a Canadian thing because a lot of people do it up here. Oh, no, no. In, in America, people just put, in, in uh, like, cheese, they put one to four cheeses. So that would be your go-to, like, if you're on death row, knock on wood, nothing ever happens that way, but just say you're on death row, your last meal would be a grilled cheese sandwich? With a tomato soup. Tomato soup? But you don't want ketchup. Isn't tomato soup? <laughs> well, it's a contrast. There's a way to eat it. And then okay. also he... Um, <laughs> I love diners because they give you like a dinner roll or whatever with the tomato soup. Sometimes you get that and then you get the tomato soup and the, the grilled cheese. But if I get it from the bakery, you get it right. with like a French, a mini French baguette and then it gets okay. tomato soup and, um, and and then the grilled cheese. And, and if I'm going to die anyway on death row, and I hope I don't have the problem, but you know, if it's a, right. it's a hypothetical scenario, I would um, eat a bunch of dessert. Oh. Since I want to be alive to get sick anyway. You know what? You know? That's true. I never thought of it that way. You should eat everything you're not able to eat because who cares anyways, right? And I would probably get drunk. Oh, like yeah. drunk as a skunk because I can never – like if I were – I don't really drink okay, because yeah. of, you know, like – well, it's a combination of different things. But one, sure. one of the things is health. Mm-hmm. And so like if there's a beer tent, I might take it upon myself like, hey, there's a beer tent right. at a festival. And there was a guy I, I talked about uh, last year and I sent him a thing like, do you know there's a beer tent at this festival? And he said like, I love beer. Hi, if you're listening. <laughs> I don't know if he'll listen to this. But um, – and, and it's a guy who's so um, – 
I would assume knowledgeable of beer, but I can't be a beer expert because I get sick. So for me, right. if I wanted to be a beer expert or a wine expert or whatever, yeah. I can't, but I can set aside time to drink maybe once a year at the most, or say it's a special dinner or say like, I mean, it's like one of my lifelong goals to have the Indiana Jones series. So it could happen when I'm 75 or Don't whatever, go. but say tomorrow it happens a lot sooner. Yeah. And Mr. Spielberg says, you know, you've, you've barely had any films out and, <laughs> You have only done animation, but, you know, let's celebrate with some wine and get a little tipsy and, and have a f- really fattening food. I would, you know, like, I'm going to give you Indiana Jones, even Ooh. though you don't deserve it yet because you haven't introduced <laughs> yet. I would be like, yeah, and I, I would get drunk and then and figure out something with crackers or how to balance it. <laughs> but for the most part, I don't get drunk. I don't do anything. that. So I would, on death row, like, get drunk. Yeah, so I, I'm go, not a big I drinker really either. Crazy dog. Yeah, I, I don't even remember the last time I got drunk either. I'm I'm the same way. It's sort of health slash other reasons, so that's why I don't yeah. drink either. So to me, mind you, when I was a teenager, I probably would be able to hold my own, but it's I don't I don't know. Well, 20 I, years. I can actually handle the alcohol. I can't handle the sugar content. Oh, that's my my problem with it. So I don't actually vomit from like you do like the standard hangover stuff. Right. I just get sick from the sugar. It, it feels to me like I've eaten, I've eaten a bunch of pie. Oh, gotcha. That's what my reaction is when I have alcohol. Right. Okay. So what's your least favorite food? If someone was to tell you, I'd never touched, I get that away from me. A, a bit of vomit comes in your mouth when you see it. What would that be? I don't actually have that reaction with any food. But oh, I can good for you. Dislike. Oh, that's good. No, I don't, I don't have a nauseous reaction to food, but oh, okay. I dislike chicken i always did really? my only exception was i liked matzo ball soup but okay. I, because i know they had chicken broth and there's like veggie soup from the midwest that right. also has chicken broth and i kind of excused it but I, I don't like chicken when it's on a drumstick or that sort of thing oh really that's weird no everyone loves yeah chicken. it's very and i i don't i don't like any type of chicken now i've had chicken for recipes because my right. cooking teacher in, in basically drilled in my mind mm-hmm. for life that if you have to try things that you cook during a cooking class and that sort of thing, right. you have to sample the chicken or whatever. But yeah. I just don't like chicken. I actually hate chicken. Oh, but wow. I admit when something is good chicken, I just don't like it. Oh, wow. Okay. I also don't like shellfish. I don't like pork. I don't like really? any type of chicken. Um, I, I don't like um, wow. raw steak, uh, steak tartare. Yeah, no, I'm not I, a I, that I, That's like asking for a bathroom visit, by the way. I've been lucky that I didn't get sick. You know, right. um, some people, you know, I don't like eating triple decker burgers. Yeah, um, me neither. Gluttony. I eat when I'm hungry and I eat a lot. <laughs> Trust my word when I say that. Right. But I don't eat like Andrew Simmer. I always call him Andrew Simmerman. I know it's Andrew Simmerman or something like bizarre foods. I don't eat bizarre foods. I eat normal food. Right. You know, I'm <laughs> Just the same large way. amount of normal food. I preach it all the time, even on the show here. I to me, food is fuel. Like if, if I didn't need to eat, I would probably never eat in my whole life. Cause I don't like drool over anything. Now, mind you, obviously everyone has their vices. Like for me, it would have to be a nice, uh, slice of pizza or because I'm Canadian poutine, those two things combined, I- I'm done. I- I'm good. Good night. I'll go to well, bed. I love pizza and I actually love food. And here's the okay. thing. I, I eat a lot. <laughs> I, I exercise too. Okay. Um, so there but, you go. You know, like I do eat a lot for, I'm not talking like, um, you know, like a, an NFL guy yeah, or, yeah. you know, like a, an English Premier League footballer. Right. Okay, I'm not eating that, even that <laughs> amount of food. But I, for girl standards, because, every like, 
don't believe any girls or women who say they're not on a diet because I'd say 99.9999999% are. Right. And they all lie to you. They're all on diets now. How far they restrict is a different thing. But when you're a girl alone with a group of girls, and this is one reason I don't fit in with girls, because <laughs> they all talk about the same stuff. And one of the right. things is dieting. Now, that doesn't mean that all women are like that. Of course. There are some really, really lovely women. I meet her strong women and career women and that sort of thing. Yeah. But the problem is the majority of women out there fall pressure to society. Dieting is one. So in terms yeah. of eating by girl standards, I eat like an NFL linebacker <laughs> just like, <laughs> and work it off, all, all off. But that's like I love food. I love cooking. Okay, so it, you do it, love it. It's okay. evidence in my clothing size. I do not wear like a style blogger blousey look like i can wear a small size but when you put yeah. it on me it's it's like it's not gonna be blousey anywhere <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm round <laughs> for being a girl like i'm not fat or anything but you know well who who cares what you are like like i said earlier it doesn't matter all shapes and sizes there's a like for everyone nowadays so it, who cares like i don't yeah, know well, like i never understood that is, um people are extreme so we have people who die yeah. at two extremes or they have the, the plus size movement of people who are the other end. And I'm not one to judge, but I'm just stating the reality is your girlfriend or wife or whoever it is, your sister might say she's not on a diet, but really she is in oh. watching what she eats. Well, of course. Yeah. Majority, like yeah. you said, majority. And I don't care. Like I, I'm the per- like, I'm like a guy, I'm like a dude for the- with most things in life. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I even joke that a lot of times, like I could, I found it. It's not true, but I always joke to people like, don't you know, I founded a fraternity at UT Austin. I'm running my own chapter because <laughs> I, I eat like a guy right. like, you know? and I work out like a guy and I have guy goals. So it's, and I just chill with guy friends. It's relaxing. Hey, so. <laughs> it's true. We don't cause beef. That's for sure. <laughs> no, and I get really tired of, of stuff like the pettiness. That and people misjudging me, and then I got so tired of that. And then like having to wear the costume—that's one of the things. If people read the science fiction section on my website, right, and all the, the reviews and stuff, I talk about the costume mm-hmm. of wearing this mask of makeup and there's it is a way to apply makeup but there's, right. there's so many rules to this of physical course. appearance yeah. that you have to have in public as some character of a woman and i don't fit into any of them so that leaves me hanging and i feel like what <laughs> and that's why i always say it's like the twilight zone that yeah, episode no where the girl has to choose one face <laughs> now you didn't choose any of them i just want to be me yeah exactly that's the thing that's what i always say why does it have to be black and white there's always gray in every situation right right that's my experience with food i love food <laughs> Perfect. Well, another thing that I guess that you used to be into, but I want to know if you still are, because I, I couldn't see if you are or not, but it's sort of in, I guess, where boys used to play with was video games. You used to be a, a huge gamer back in the day. Yeah, I'm not so much anymore because okay. I don't have the, it's not that I don't have the time, I don't have the mental stability. Oh, wow. <laughs> because okay. my mind is spent, like, you know, trying to compose music, trying to work on video games, whatever. So right. by the time I'm done, uh, I mean, sorry, trying to animate. So by the time I'm done with that, my mind is fried and I just want to watch something silly on TV. Uh, you know, like a movie or something. But I did really like old Nintendo games. And there was one particular one I would like to have as one of my kind of like dream Peter Jackson trilogies. Uh-huh. Um, and I won't tell people what it is because, oh. you know. Of course but, not. You know. It's a it's a it's Super Nintendo game. Oh, okay. So there you go. So you were a you were a, a Nintendo fan girl then, I guess. You have the yeah, Game I Boy as Nintendo, well. I like Nintendo, and I like 
liked a computer game called Monkey Island. Oh, now, Monkey I Island, I, yeah. I can openly tell people that because it's in limbo. Anyway, that's also been one of my dream things is there's like Monkey Island and there's Monkey Island 2. And okay. I would like to make those into movies like in a trilogy, Peter Jackson type way. Right. But the problem is Disney owns that. Oh. So Disney turned it into Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, is and that it's, what it's like, happened? It's like a watered down version of it. But like the, the, the Monkey Island games are really funny. And George yeah. Lucas and his team wrote all the Monkey Island yeah. games. And no. they're really comical. Like they're they're funny and, and the tasks and they're so dumb, but they make you laugh. Like stoner humor, I guess you could say. Right. If, if, I don't, I, if I had to compare it to something, I'd say it's stoner humor. Sorry, if I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. Well, you you yeah. don't get in trouble on the show. Don't worry. Like I said, you could say whatever <laughs> okay. you want. Like, it's really dumb humor. It's like it's like um, what's that? Uh, okay, at the risk of him getting mad at me because I don't know him, but I know directors who've met him. Kevin sure. Smith humor. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, and I like Kevin Smith. Of course, but, you know, he's like, the best. He's not like, he's not. His humor is like, you know, it's it's not classy. Well, yeah, it's sort of. Uh, I could compare it to one of my favorites is like uh, uh, Ricky Gervais as well. Like his stand-up routine is sort of in that vein where he's tongue-in-cheek, but at the same time he's being funny, but not. Like I don't know. It's it's just weird. It's just like like you said. It's this little limbo between stoner and not serious. But it's still yeah, like funny Stoner, enough where Stoner everyone could humor, get it. Like, like yeah. Kevin Smith, like Jane Silent Bob. Yeah, exactly. Jane Silent Bob going on trips and they're like, they're all just getting stoned and, you know. Okay, so. <laughs> like, like, they go on trips and they're so rude, but it doesn't come off rude. It comes off sweet on them because they're so nice. You played Nintendo. Where Did you play the original Duck Hunt game? Okay, did you know this? I don't know if I'm about to blow your mind or if this is well-known knowledge, but I just found this out, and I didn't even know this was a thing. So on the original Nintendo, if you purchased it with two controllers and you got the Super Mario slash Duck Hunt game in one cartridge... And Which also, one are you talking about? The Super Nintendo or no, Nintendo? No, regular Nintendo, NES. Oh, no, no, I didn't play it. I played it on oh, Super Nintendo. There okay. was actually a lamp slash furniture store where they had the original only Nintendo Nintendo. <laughs> And I played it there too, but there was like a, on mine, I just had Super Nintendo 1994. Oh, so you didn't go all the way back. Okay. I started all the way back on the original Nintendo because, okay, well, you sort of know these characters anyways, but there's this Duck Hunt game. And if you're not familiar, it's literally, it came with the first ever, I guess, gun compatible game where you could shoot at the screen and pick off targets, right? And the name says it all. It's Duck Hunt. You're 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 hunting for ducks. But... People didn't realize, and it's only coming out now, that if you got it with the second controller, it was an actual two-player game, and you could have controlled the ducks and which way they've flown, and then the other person would have shot at it. Meanwhile, millions of people played this game, and no one knew it was a two-player game this whole time. Talk about an Easter egg. That is actually uh, something that I think would have been valuable to Ready Player One, the movie. And I just saw that because, like, for anyone who... Okay, like, I, I will blurt out something for the movie. At the end, he goes and he hops on something that's like a Super Nintendo. Yeah. Or an old Nintendo device. Right, right. And I don't know if anyone has seen the movie who's listening to this. But I think that would have been a really fun tidbit to include on that. Yeah, no kidding, right? Because it was a, a throwback to all, like, everything that was pop culture from that time, right? So that would have yeah, been cool. Yeah, would have been really fun. I really liked that movie, and I didn't think I would like it, but I did. See, you know, I was the same way because I'm very cynical because I'm an 80s slash 90s baby as well. So to me, that was my era. And I'm always scared when I see these type of movies come out, trying to be like an homage type for that era. And then they always get it wrong. But no, they did a pretty good job. And it was, and again, it didn't stretch. It was a good movie. The story was good. Everything, I guess, interweaved pr- pretty cool. So I liked it. All right. Well, I usually like to end with my guests. We'll wrap it up. We're almost on an hour here. So I usually like to end with a little 
trivia. Well, it's not really a trivia game, but I call it the dumb laws game where it's a pick three. So I give you three scenarios and you tell me which one is the real dumb law. A lot of people enjoy this because people don't realize how many stupid laws there are in the actual world. Would you like to partake? Is that something interesting you? If you think I'll be good at it, I don't know. Don't feel pressured. Don't, know how bad or good don't feel pressured. A lot of my guests don't get them anyways because, like I said, they're all dumb laws. Like, they're all literally stupid dumb laws. Only one of them is right, and the other ones I just come up with. So let's see if you could think of, well, I guess, what's. So I break them down well, into. I, I do know that in one of your territories, rats and mice are banned. Hmm. I never heard of Canada. that. Canada. I know that. I'll, you know what? That should be everywhere, actually, <laughs> to tell you no, the I truth. No, I love rats. Oh, rats are my yeah. They're yeah. my friends. Well, they eat cheese, too, so maybe that's the correlation there, right? Eh? Rats? No, no, no. Rats are sweet. E.T.'s all they're sweet. Okay, so I have it broken down into three categories. I have Canadian laws, American laws, and world laws. Which okay. ca- Which category you want to start off with first? Any. All right, let's go with world laws. So one of these, so you're going to have three situations, and one of these is the actual true illegal law. The other ones are just made up, all right? So in Nepal, it is illegal for a child to attend a public function after 10 p.m. In France, it is illegal to name a pig Napoleon by its owner. In Portugal, it is illegal for doctors to perform surgery on a Sunday unless it's an emergency. Which one is the real fake law? Uh, The first one. In Nepal, it is illegal for a child to attend a public I function. I think that's real. You are incorrect. Okay, so it's the one in Portugal? No, it's the France, believe it or not. That's the real dumb law. That's very strange. Well, see? So, okay, that was just a warm-up. Now you got two more. So l- let's see okay. if you could at least go above 500 here, as they say. So we'll, uh, yeah. I'll leave American last because I guess you should know your own laws, right? I guess. But let's go with my laws here up in Canada. So... In Thunder Bay, Ontario, it is illegal to kill a sick person by frightening them. In Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, it is illegal not to own a pair of skates. In Gatineau, Quebec, it is illegal to use flash photography outdoors during the day. I would say the last one sounds real because it's bizarre. (laughs) Flash photography? Oh, I'm sorry, you are incorrect. So it's the first. It is the first. It is illegal to kill a sick person by frightening them. I would think that's really easy to do. <laughs> Maybe I that's why it's really illegal. Sick when people scare me. All right, let's see if you could at least get the American that's one. That's one reason, then. like, if, like I, if, I, I don't know Ellen DeGeneres, but if I were to appear on her show, oh no, one of her acts is scaring people. Yeah, exactly. And um, I would tell them ahead of time, like, don't scare me. I will throw up on your show. <laughs> Well, that would be something. At least you'd go viral. That's for sure. No, I don't want to. Or else I would have to not eat before going on the show. You know what? There you go. I guess that's the secret. And then I would get sick anyway. (laughs) All right. Last one. American. In Washington, D.C., it is illegal to purchase, sell, and wear any president's mask as Halloween costumes. In Boise, Idaho, it is illegal to build furniture outdoors. In Juneau, Alaska, it is illegal to bring your pet flamingo into a barbershop. Well, the last one doesn't apply, I would think, because you don't have a flamingo. Okay. So that would rule that out. So the first two, I I think, I don't really know, but (laughs) it's hard to tell the toss-up. But I would would guess maybe the first one. So in Washington, D.C., the Halloween costumes. 
I'm sorry, you went 0 for 3. Yeah, see, I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm not good at school. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, to tie it all together. Well, for those of you who do want to know, it was the one in Alaska. You cannot bring a pet flamingo into a barbershop. But uh, unless they had some trade. It, that's why they're called dumb laws. <laughs> yeah. See, again, it all ties together. Well, Nicole, if you want to plug anything, if I have anything else to add, if you want to say anything, any upcoming projects, anything from the past, the floor is all yours. Okay, I regret that I have not been that silly today. Well, don't worry. Hey. Because I'm, I'm actually naturally very silly. Maybe you didn't provoke me. I think that's probably... Well, I tried to provoke you with swearing, but then you thought I, I wasn't polite no, no, and I had I no manners. Swear. <laughs> I don't swear. I'm like Prince. I don't swear. Although I'm, I'm, like, I'm not like in the, the same reasoning as Prince, but I just don't right. swear. <laughs> yeah exactly to each his own everyone has uh, hey i don't judge on anyone either you want to swear go for it you don't want to swear i don't care like i said as long as you're not swearing at me or tearing me down personally you could do whatever you want prince would not swear on his record he he just said that he didn't feel good swearing on his albums well you know what it's actually smarter if you don't cuss as much because then you have a broader audience and then everyone could listen to it <laughs> that's true right <laughs> if you think yeah, about but it anyway like okay so I'm finishing uh, because I like I said you just didn't provoke me because I, I actually and people can hear on my podcast I make giggle fest I laugh like a, a, a silly person tickle me all though so that was one of my regrets is that I was not silly um, but fine. anyway uh, I you never have to apologize infinite yeah oh, you you have to because I felt like I wasn't like my true self enough on this but anyway um I I have. A girl of a dream of I hopefully I can call it a girl of a dream a beauty and the beast story or a beauty and the beast tale and that's going to be on Amazon Prime I'm actually in the middle of today and next week helping people voice it in English and German and we are going to edit all of that it's about Jim Penguin Dovar who ironically of course or not ironically is based on a real director person called somebody Almodovar. And I'm Penelope in it. Um, Penelope is based on Penelope Cruz, his muse, the real person's muse. Right. And we're penguins making a movie within a movie. Wow. And um, Penelope is the beauty. And it's, it's also a message about PTSD and the stress that goes along with people. Now, my character, Penelope, within the movie is, and it's very brief, and I don't mind giving it away because it's actually a children's movie mm-hmm. cartoon, but it's um, supposed to be teaching children about the effects of PTSD. So my character, briefly, we learn at the end, she was a firefighter who could not save children from a fire. And that's why she's trapped in a nightmare. And all the while, she doesn't know she's in a nightmare. But at the end, right. she realizes, oh, wait, this is a nightmare. I can control everything. I can't control what people think of me all the time, but, and I can't control the past, but if I forgive myself and I present the world who I really am, this nice person, then I can overcome the nightmares that I have every night. And it's a real story because, you know, uh, lots of people are firefighters or mm-hmm. in the military or, you know, um, sexual abuse victims right. and, and they have nightmares every night. So I thought it was really important to cover that and to teach young people about it and children without delving into gruesome details. Mm -hmm. I also today, and I did not plan this, I sent it off some time ago, but it came out today on Spotify. I have a single, it's a cover song of Selena Gomez's hit, and what do you think it is? 
Well, you don't seem like a Selena Gomez fan. <sighs> yeah, all my listeners are laughing right of, now. <laughs> you're, you're older. Yeah, I'm older and I'm into like the hip-hop and R&B genre. So. I like hip-hop, but you know, I try to get around. Well, I do too. Don't get me wrong, but I just I, I, I feel awkward like listening to Selena Gomez while driving down the street by myself. It's just one of those things. I don't know. It's just me. Yeah, so anyway, it's um, a cover of Love Me Like a Love I'm sorry, Love You Like a Love Song. And okay, I yeah, had I know a that friend song. Yeah. who's not credited on the song, but he just wants to be anonymous and sing along on it. So he okay. sang along and he gave me Daft Punk style vocals. Oh, nice. And it's really nice. And I produced it. And what the neat thing about this song mm-hmm. is that people are so used to hearing me sing in kind of a super tone. And in this song, I'm like way raised up there, right. like really a lot high, higher pitched. And although it's kind of like a little bit, it's rock with a little bit poppy. Mm-hmm. At the end, I get I do get a belt, like a really high pitched note. Okay. So it's fun. And then most people at the time, people hear me singing kind of husky or aggressively or, you know, um, mm. m- more, um, I, I would say in the Ursula the Sea Witch territory. <laughs> so this is just kind of to prove to people and people who might ever want to work with me as a composer or as a singer or whatever, that I can indeed go way up high and mm. give Ariana Grande a run for her money. And then I also Ooh. have an Ariana Grande, sorry, I almost said like something else. I was thinking like, I was thinking like a Starbucks order. Ariana Grande, <laughs> separate the words. Because I was going to say like, oh, I was thinking like latte or something. I right. <laughs> Ariana Grande. I did a cover of Into You, and it's not something that's, you know, true to the songs that much, but the lyrics are, and the, the way I sing it is. And this just for the sake of proving to people, once again, you know, here I am. I can sing lower. I can sing higher. Mm-hmm. Hire me. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and then that's what it is. And then, you know, like, um, although a lot of this sounds like it's unrelated, basically, all my, I in my head, I think all music is related, all film is related, mm-hmm. and podcasting is just me talking right. about movies. So do you want anyone to find you on Instagram, Twitter, or do you want just people to Google you and look for you that way? My screen name on all social media handles is Nick Russin, spelled N-I-C-R-U-S-S-I-N. And my website is NicoleRussinMcFarland.com. Sometimes Google doesn't pull up all the results of, of stuff I've done. Yeah. So what you do is you post or punch in, I should say, NicoleRussinMcFarland.com. Then you click the press section and then you can see all the interviews I've given. There you go. And Perfect. stuff I've done. And, you know, I do sincerely apologize. I didn't laugh a lot. I and mean, it gets me as outgoing as I am. It's a little bit more serious today. But. So on that note, if you have anything else to add, if not, you're always welcome back. If you want to, if you think you need to redeem yourself in the future, you just let me know when you want to come on again. No problem. Okay. Perfect. Thank you again, Nicole. And I guess I'll see you around. Okay. Thank you. So that was Nicole. Thank you very much, Nicole. And again, like I said, you know, I have to apologize. It is what it is. This is the show. Like, for example, next week, I might have someone in the sports genre. So it's a little bit of everything. I have my wrestling uh, friggin' podcasts and everything. And now I'm saying friggin'. See, I guess you did rub off on me a little bit because, you know what? There. Thanks, Nicole. Because if you're still listening, I would like to thank you for this because I'm going to set myself a challenge and see if in the future I could do a full episode without cussing once to see if I could garner some listeners that are, uh, I guess, under the age of 18, should I say? But yeah, I'm going to pose that challenge to myself and see which episode I could do it on because obviously with certain guests, 
like I said, it's part of my vocabulary. I don't curse just to curse, and that's who I am. But anyways, but there was one thing I should have brought up when we started talking about sci-fi. I wanted her take on like what's going on in like because obviously everyone knows I'm a space nerd, right? So I wanted her take on what's going on with like NASA and space. I don't know if she's into no such thing, but I guess I'll coin the term real sci-fi. So to me, this is like some real sci-fi shit. So in a history-making mission, Japan, not NASA, so this isn't even a, a NASA mission, Japan successfully landed two robot rovers on an asteroid to collect like some samples and shit and I guess to bring back to Earth or to send pictures or whatever to understand, I guess, how the universe, more questions about the universe, or even maybe, maybe even how to make an asteroid explode or not come here on earth like fucking those well, yeah, I swear. oh well like those uh couple movies was it deep impact and uh, armageddon like sort of type of that shit but think about it we could fucking put a rover on an asteroid that who knows how fast that thing's going what a few thousand kilometers per hour or through a few miles per hour like a few thousand miles per hour or even billions of miles, I don't know, millions of miles, I don't know, whatever. However, it's hurling through space. To catch up to it first off, think about this, and then to make it land and successfully still work. Like, this is why there's conspiracy theorists, because stuff like this can't compute, I guess, in people's brains who aren't smart enough to understand that technology actually works half of the time, right? But I have hope again, because if we're able to do this, what are we not able to do? Like, this is such a hard, okay, if, again, whatever. If you guys don't are not into sci-fi or into this type of shit, it, it won't matter. But, uh, and then the other thing. Okay, I'm not really a big Trekkie fan. If I had a choice, I'm more into Star Wars than I am Star Trek. Even though, again, see, putting people in boxes. Why can't you be a fan of both? You know what? I'm a fan of both. But if I did have a choice, Star Wars rules, even though there's more content with Star Trek and you can have more TV shows, but whatever, anyways. Maybe I'll talk about this with someone else another time. But did you notice how many inventions came out of Star Trek? Just the idea from the man himself, Gene Roddenberry, to come up with these things and then to have either a fan or another scientist or whoever to come up and actually build the designs and come up with it and make it work. Like, for example, like just small things that people don't even... Like, I'm not even talking about the iPad and shit because like the iPad... everyone knows they were walking around with these sort of type electronic books or devices that they would tap on and stuff would work right so there's still no tricorders and stuff like that obviously or like the medical where they scan you and they could tell you exactly what's wrong with you within a second that i can't wait for hopefully we'll we'll see it in our lifetime but maybe not but anyways like sliding doors think about this back when the first star trek dropped when was it 60s 70s whenever it was those sliding doors did not exist in real life now there's sliding doors everywhere. Any convenience, well, sorry, not convenience store, but any like supermarket, any like speaking of Home Depot earlier, like a Home Depot, all sliding doors. See? So you know what I mean? Fucking John, John, Gian, no, Gene Roddenberry was way ahead of his time. So anyways, why I speak of all this? So they just discovered a planet. And again, these planets are billions of light years away like it'll take fucking who even knows obviously not in our lifetime not in our kids lifetime whatever no one is going to get there or back whatever but they discovered a planet that's on the outer rims of our solar system right so again star trek was sort of 
used the solar system and what they knew at the time. So it's like the Andromeda. Was it Andromeda? Is that the other one? Whatever. But anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself here. But they knew there was other solar systems out there, to whatever, it's a huge place, right? So where they originally wrote where Vulcan was from was an actual real solar system. But they had no idea that there was planets there. Well, guess what? Guess what? This guy could see the future. There was an actual planet. Pretty much, okay, in the span of Earth ranges, it's not a lot. But in the span of the universe, it's probably like a few million light years away from where it was actually mapped on a so-called star map for Star Trek. But it was close enough. It's, It's within the vicinity, if you think about it. This guy predicted there was going to be a planet like Vulcan. And now, because of our telescopes and shit, we have discovered a Vulcan-like planet that's in the same solar system as in Star Trek. How crazy is that? Think about that. Like, is that coincidence? Or is this guy a Vulcan himself? Ah, Good conspiracies everywhere, I say. I always like to dig, because I'm me a digger. I dig, 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 dig. Well, okay. So, before I let you guys go and sign off, Uh, I got one more thing I want to bring up because this has really been bothering me as of late. So I'm sick and tired of everybody. Well, not everybody. Sorry, that's a bit harsh. I'm sick and tired of these so-called accounts that keep DMing me and sending me emails either A, about um, getting me more followers, B, getting me more listeners, C, putting me on the chart for iTunes and so forth and so on. And it's like, how do you already know I'm not on any chart? But anyways, and then obviously the usual one where a fucking prince from somewhere contacts you, right? But here's one. And I'm literally reading this word for word. And you tell me if this is legitimate. I'm not like punctuality, everything, word for word. This is screwed up. Hello. Do you want to promote your podcast? No tension. I have many years experience of it. I can promote your radio podcast and gives you lots of episode downloads and top rank. This is 100% manually and organic work. What do you mean no tension? Who the fuck goes around saying no tension? Okay. Same person. They sent me three literally in a row. Sir, your comedy podcast. No tension. I have many years experience of it. I can promote your radio podcast and gives you lots of episode downloads and top rank. This is 100% manually and organic work. So pretty much almost the same thing as the last one, but he switched it and added comedy podcast at the beginning. Okay, Here's the last one. I will give you subscribe, review, rating, downloads, white top rank, any iTunes store for your podcast and free 10 rating. Now you tell me if this is legit, if the person doesn't even know how to write proper English right that should be just like the clear like I guess I don't know a clear telltale yeah that's what I was looking for a clear telltale of you know what I mean this is not true well here's the be- here's the better one but again I guarantee you everyone listening has gotten this email so it's nothing new but I need to read this because to me how stupid can you be to fall for this? Because obviously, again, like always, if they're sending it out and they continue on sending it, there's a reason why. So there's people fucking falling for it. So maybe I am helping someone. Who knows? You never know. If I help one person, I have succeeded. So I get this email. Good day. 
This is to inform you that your late relative, who bears same surname with you, left that sum of $10.5 million in the bank here in my country before his death. I am his personal attorney. So if you are... No, they don't know how to speak English. So if you are Interstein, the claim, then reply for more details. Interstein. That's an interesting word. Interstein. Okay, so there's that. What else is there? I think I got a couple more. Oh, this one's even better. Your urgent response is needed. Okay. Wow, this is a, okay. Then we'll end off at this. I am Mr. Maxwell Anthony, the managing director of Western Union Office, Benign Republic Branch. Please, there is something bordering me, which I want to confirm and understood better. Some people came to my office whose names are Mr. Charles Moon and David Robert, which obviously are not real names, and that's why I'm saying him, who stated that they were sent by you to claim your compensation fund of $3.5 billion, not even million, this guy's shooting for the stars now, billion, that you died five days ago. So now I died. They reaffirmed that you died of heart attack and they are your next of kin. Oh no, what am I going to do now? So one of them submitted his own information to us to claim your fund on your behalf to their address. Therefore, I want to confirm if it is true before we collect the needed fee of $180 from them which you supposed to pay and hand the fund over to them as the rightful beneficiary to the fund and to verify whether you are the one that sent them. You know that someone have to be very careful for making the payment, especially valuable fund like this. These people's fucking English. At least take a fucking course. Please, you should respond urgently if you are alive to enable us to know whether to comply with them or not. And if we don't hear from you ASAP, at least they know the acronym ASAP, we will hand the fund over to them and please don't blame us of any wrongdoing of any such. Note, if you receive this message in your spam bulk folder, that is because of the restrictions implemented by your, your internet service provider. We at Western Union urge you to treat it genuinely. Your urgent respond is highly needed. Thanks. Best regard, Mr. Maxwell Anthony, Foreign Operation Manager of Western Union. You know what, Maxwell? I'm doing just fine here. Let these people keep my $3.5 billion. I'm not scared. And you know what? In fact, I did send these people. I did send... Uh, where's the names? I did send Mr. Charles Moon and David Robert. Don't you know, man? They're my long-lost fucking cousins. We used to hang out back in the day. Used to smoke weed all the time and shit. Come on, man. Oh, my God. Like, who falls for this? Like I said, who the hell... Falls for this. Should I do one more? Oh, no, this one's very long. I'm not going to go into this one. Oh, this one's involving CNN and the BBC. This is, and how much is this? 48 billion. It just keeps getting higher. I'm telling you, man. Maybe if I hold out, I could get actually like fucking a trillion dollars. Oh, but this is about Syria and I don't know. Okay, well, anyways, 
I apologize, people, for not responding to your emails if you listen to the podcast. But like I said, I'm doing just fine. People could have my money and I don't need their inheritance. You know what? You could take all those inheritances you're trying to give to me and give it back to the public and spread it around in whatever city that my so-called relative died in. And that's it. I don't know what else you could do, but like me and Pedro say, it is what it is. It is what it is. Actually, I lied. (laughs) I have a couple more things I want to talk about because I just saw these. Man, see, this is why I need another producer since Master P walked away. But again, hey, it is what it is. So the other things I want to talk about Okay, again, everyone knows I like to bitch and complain about public transit, right? Now, I understand. Well, I, I really don't, but still. I could put up with. How about that? That's a better way of saying it. I could put up with someone bringing, uh, what's it called, a support dog or support animal or whatever for their anxiety problems and whatever, or because it makes them feel better. That's fine. Dog, you know, even a cat, I don't mind, because I am a cat person myself, right? But... I don't understand. I don't understand at all. There is this woman this week on the Toronto Transit Commission where she brought on board her pet. Ready? Her pet squirrel. Her pet squirrel. Squirrel? Squirrel? Like, we just talked about it this right before I started my rants, but it, squirrel is, is like a rat. To me, a squirrel is a rat with a bushy tail. So, and it's probably, uh, well, at least the ones in Toronto are chock full of nice fucking diseases and rabies and whatnot. You have to get that huge ass rabies shot in your belly button. Do they even still do that? Or is there a better way of getting rid of rabies? But anyways, oh, actually here, while I'm scrolling through all this, there's a video. Let's see if there's actually audio to this. Did someone record it? Let's see. Technology is slow today. It's buffering. I see the wheel. Okay, let's play this video. Let's see what's going on here. Okay. Oh no, fuck that shit. It's trying to climb on someone else. That's not cool. And the woman just has her back turned to like the squirrel and it's just like jumping on other seats. What the fuck? No, man. These guys like him. What a crackhead. Oh my god, and then she grabbed it and like put it under her armpit. What the fuck? Like I said, I'm all up for support animals, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Some people are just okay. Well, how about this? Last this is the final final straw. In Texas. Okay. Since we're on a movie ramp, uh, one of my recent uh, movies that I liked, which actually resuscitated Keanu Reeves' career for a bit, was um, John Wick. And everyone knows, okay, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. This is very important, important. This is very important, spoiler alert for John Wick. If you haven't watched it and you want to watch it and you have no idea what it is, what I'm about to say will literally ruin part one and two, okay? So spoiler alert, way ahead of you, okay? All right, stop listening. I'm going to talk about it now. So, on John Wick, obviously, if people who are still listening know, his dog dies, right? And the whole part of the movie is, oh, again, everyone knows again, whatever. I don't need to explain why it's such a big deal for him. But his dog dies, and he seeks 
retribution for his pet dog. Now, this man in Texas was a horse owner, okay? And I don't even know that. Well, I guess it makes sense because of the, the golf and shit that's right there. Depends where they are in Texas. It's Livingston. Again, I don't know my geography down there, but I assume it's by water. They have crocodiles or alligators or however you want to call it from whatever region. I believe here it says alligator. So he believes that an alligator came on his ranch and killed one of his horses. This man devoted his life <laughs> to hunt down this alligator and seek retribution for killing his horse. Three years. Guess what happened after three years? Did he catch him or did he just give up? Well, this guy must have loved that horse off very much because he caught the so-called alligator that killed his horse. Now that's gangster. Now, okay, well, first off, obviously, like everything, tongue in cheek, this crocodile was about 12 foot, 580 pounds or alligator, whatever. How does he know it's the alligator? Like I said, is it like one of those movies? Like, um, was it Piranha? Or I can't remember what movie it was. Oh, I know what this is. This is real life um, Happy Gilmore with Chubbs losing his hand with the crocodile and then scratched his eye and he knew which crocodile it was. <laughs> so maybe the, the horse tagged him before it took him down and that's how the guy knew it was that friggin' alligator. But wow. I wonder how he actually did it because I'm reading here and it doesn't really say, but if it was in a humane way, so be it. But if it's harassing people and it's going to eventually take him out because if it killed a horse, obviously what is it going to do to him? But this man is pretty, is like up there in age. He looks like he's in his 50s or so. So good for him for avenging his horse's death. Yeah. Always ending the podcast on a high note. Alligator getting killed. Old man getting retribution. But isn't that what life is all about nowadays? Revenge and doing the opposite and doing what people tell you you can't do just to prove them a point. So there's your lesson for today, folks. The greatest, I guess, fuel to success is to prove someone else that you're able to do it and that they're wrong. Not for your own enjoyment, not for your well-being, but to prove someone else wrong. What a world we live in indeed. Man, why couldn't I have gone to that asteroid? Anyways, thank you if you're still listening after the Nicole interview. If not, well, it doesn't matter to you. My true listeners would listen the whole way through. But thank you once again, Nicole. Appreciate it. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, again, obviously, go to the usual supporters that I have, poppyapparel.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. You'll get 10% off your next shipment, free shipping worldwide. Go to wehavemerch.com to buy yourself a The Podcast mug, coffee mug that is, or you could drink whiskey out of it. I don't care, brandy, whatever you want. Hey, you know what? How about this? Drink some wine out of that mug. Fuck the system, fuck the boxes, do whatever you want. Who says you need to drink wine out of a glass stem? Man, you know what? I'm going to drink my coffee next week when I record out of a wine glass just to prove everyone wrong. I'm going to take a picture and post it too. Just to be like, look, watch, the glass is going to shatter, I'm going to have fucking glass everywhere. Well, then you got it, there you go. Now you have something to tune into next week, because I'm going to do it while I'm on air. So how about that? We'll see if that happens, because I hate making promises. I'll probably forget anyways, but anyways. I'll probably forget anyways, but anyways, sure. Okay, great. I'm running out of things to say already. So, on that note, 
go to poppypro.com like i said go to wehavemerch.com like i was talking about the mugs you could buy yourself some coffee mugs you could buy yourself some women's t-shirts some men's t-shirts in both colors black and white you could follow me at finga styles f-i-n-g-a-s-t-y-l-z on twitter and instagram you could follow the podcast on twitter at the podcast dap you could send us emails at the podcast dap at gmail.com obviously itunes stitcher tune in soundcloud emzt radio every sunday afternoons i am also a part of the pod bros network if you shop on amazon go to podbros.com first click on the amazon banner takes you two seconds free of charge helps everybody out in the end another week another penny she's nicole i'm steve i'm sorry that i like to swear this is the podcast peace